Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Render Podcast. If I have not met you, I am Kaylee Goodall. I am on the Render team. I serve as the Chief Creative Officer here, and I have been doing that for the past three years. And I am so excited to get to host this week's episode. Um, Cam asked me to take over this week because we are talking about something I have been doing for the last three years at Render. And honestly, if I have to tell you, I have probably been doing this all of my life, at least from the time that I could draw or pick up a pencil or clip things out with a magazine um, using scissors before, you know, when you're two, you don't do that. But I would say from a very young age, I have been doing this, what we're talking about this week. And so this week we are talking about visual aids. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients through the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on a company making the next right decision. this with you. Um, This has been something that for me as a visual learner and a kinetic learner has been vital to my creative process. It's been vital to just my expression of ideas since I was a little girl. And I really hope that you walk away at the end of this episode and feel like you can take some of these tips or some of these ideas and translate them into either your small business, your creative business, or just your life in general. These tricks and tips that I do, I'm telling you about today, I have been using in my own personal life to kind of guide through different projects I'm working on at my home or in college. I did this all the time. And so this is not just for small business owners. This is not just for creatives. This is for people in general. So let's get started and talking about visual aids. So before we talk all about how to do it, what they are, let's define what a visual aid is. A visual aid is simply what it sounds like. It is just a visual aid. So it is something, whether that be an image, a color swatch, a piece of fabric, um, something out of a magazine. It's anything that's visual that helps um, define a picture for you. It's not a word. So you would look at it with your eyes and you would also probably be able to see and touch it. Um, But it helps just kind of set the tone for what you want the end goal to be. So really it's setting expectations. That's kind of the best way that I like to um, utilize visual aids is to set expectations for either our clients or for my husband. I actually, this is so funny. I um, love receiving flowers from my husband. Um, And so what I've done to help kind of set expectations and um, to help him pick out flowers because he doesn't he doesn't know what kind of flowers I like. And so I went and I created an entire Pinterest board of all the different flowers that I like. Um, it's all these different kind of pictures. They don't necessarily have the names of them because honestly, the names of flowers are crazy and awesome and for a man don't really mean anything. And so they are just visual representations of different flowers that I like so that when he goes, to the store, he can see that flower and be like, oh, 
she likes that flower. So again, like I told you earlier, this can be used for everyday life. So don't skip out on this episode, okay? Um, but that's what a visual aid is. It's just setting expectations with visual elements. And so whether, again, it could be a video, um, but it's just a collection of images um, in some sort of form or fashion that help drive you to your end goal. So with that, there are a few different types of visual aids. And I want to talk through just a few of them this morning um, and today um, so that you can kind of take some of these ideas and some of these types and you can translate them and use them and whatever um, fits your needs best. So the first is probably the most common that you would think of when you thought of this. It's kind of a mood board. So mood boards, when you were a kid, you probably took your parents' magazines or you had your sister's magazines. That was my case. I would take my sister's magazines and I would just clip out all the things that were very inspiring to me. And you would probably have a poster board and you would have a glue stick and you would just take those pictures and images and you would paste them onto this mood board, essentially, of all of these different things that inspired you. Um, this often is called a vision board at the beginning of the year or a vision board when you're starting a new project. Um, but basically, it's just a mood board. Um, and it's just a collection of photos and different colors and all of the things. A lot of wedding um, planners or brides or couples, they will use mood boards to kind of help direct their vision for their wedding to help other vendors come alongside them and make sure that they know what to bring on site or what the flowers should look like or what the rentals should look like or the color palette. And so this can be done. This is a just a really scaled down version of this would just be a Pinterest board, um, just a collection of all these different ideas and all these different imagery that you really are inspired by and loving. Um, but a more in-depth approach could be using Photoshop to create um, this mood board. There's so many different templates out there that you can download um, that help kind of drag and drop images to kind of help adjust the visual aid in a sense. And so basically it's just pairing together all these different elements into either a canvas on Photoshop, a canvas in real life, um, using glue and tape and whatnot, or just using Pinterest. Now, another one is going to be called, and this is more of a um, technical term in the design world, but it's a design deck. Basically, it's just a fancy word for a PowerPoint. And really what this includes is it has a little bit more words, but there are still a lot of visual elements on it. Um, but it just kind of clarifies what the design project is going to look like. And so often these will, very similarly to a PowerPoint, have... Um, all these different images, and then underneath they'll have words that kind of relate to what they're specifically talking about in that image. So let's say you have an image of a bookshelf, and it is shot in a naturally lit home. Um, there are all of these neutral colors on the books, and it's very earthy, and it's styled very cleanly. There's very minimal um, styling pieces on it some people to help kind of guide what the purpose of that image is will use keywords underneath the image such as minimal earthy natural lit to kind of help understand someone who is not looking at that um, someone who's looking at that design deck that didn't create it they will now understand okay this was the intention of that photo 
this minimal, that's what we're going for in this shot, or that's what we're going for in this styling project or name fill in the blank there. But this kind of helps identify what that imagery, the purpose of that imagery is. Because honestly, if you, if you take a picture and you were to ask three people, you could probably just ask two, but if you were to ask three people, they're likely going to pull out different elements from that image um, that you probably didn't intend for them to. Everyone sees things differently. And that's the beauty of humanity is that we see things in a different lens. And so that's why living in community and um, collaborating on projects is so beautiful because you get all these different perspectives and you can meld them into one amazing project. Um, but these little key words in the design deck help kind of clarify where you're going with that visual. Um, still heavy on visual aid there. Um, a whole design deck just filled with words would be so boring to look at. Maybe not if you love um, a lot of words and you like writing, but for me as a visual person and for, for a industry that is so visually based, like the event industry and the creative industry, I mean, you think about it, there, the, the visual presence in this industry is crazy. Um, and so having just a design deck for a client that solely just has words probably would not land you the gig, let's be honest. And honestly, translating those words into kind of what the end product will be will be very hard for that client. And so this is, again, why visual aid is so important. And we're going to talk about why to create visual aids a little bit later, but let's continue on with different types. Um, along with the design deck, you can also think about a brand guide. So I know a lot of companies who do brand guides for each event. So they will, they have an overall brand, um, but they brand each event. And so they, this will include colors that they are using for the event. This will, use, they'll have um, different graphics that they kind of want to use or um, different elements that they're going to pull together in the graphics. Um, they have the photography style, again, like I mentioned earlier, with the different kind of keywords. Um, but those kind of go hand in hand. Design deck and brand guide go very hand in hand. Um, another design element and visual aid is a layout. So if you are in the event industry, if you are an interior designer, if you are in any sort of industry like that, you have probably worked on a layout. Layouts are amazing, but they're a little bit more technical. Um, they're typically just a, a rough draft or a sketch of where you want everything to go in a venue, in a home, etc. And so this basically is not necessarily a collection of images. This is, this is the room and where things are going to go in it. There's a lot of different programs that you can use for layouts um, for the event industry. Social tables are great. Um, in the interior world, CAD is obviously one of the best. Um, but you can also do this with hand and paper. Um, our logistics team, if they're trying to come up with an idea about how something should fit in a room, um, they'll first go pen and paper or pencil and paper, better yet, to kind of sketch out where they want pieces to go, and then they'll approach it on the computer to get a more um, finalized idea. These are great for logistics, um, and they often require a little bit more work and are a little bit more tedious, but they are a visual aid. Now, 
this one, this next one is probably one of my favorites. Um, it's something that I've been practicing for quite a while and I'm still growing in and not an expert at, at all, but a rendering. So a rendering is a visual kind of representation of, of something. So it's very similar to a layout, but it, to me has a little bit more of that visual element. So when I am creating renderings, I am for the most part doing um, renderings for our lounges or for a um, interior project where I have the room and I have the furniture and I want to lay it out so that the client can see exactly how we're going to do it on site. Um, these are often um, a collection of different pieces um, for, you know, that project that you're working on. They are those um, furniture elements and they are pulled together and displayed exactly how you want that to go. So for an event-based business like ourselves um, and for a design-based business, this is so important for us to do with our clients. It is honestly one of the best ways that um, we have set expectations for our clients. And it is um, pretty easy to do and depending on the um, program that you use, but it does take some time. And so um, I want to talk through now how to create these different pieces and how to create these different visual aids. I know I talked about it kind of in um, each section when I was talking about the types, but there are some specific places that you can go to create these different visual aids. So the first is obviously Pinterest. Um, Pinterest is the like visual place to go. I mean, honestly, you can go to Instagram to get inspiration images, but Pinterest is just so much easier. And so Pinterest is going to be the number one place that I'd recommend starting for any visual aid practice that you're going to do or any visual aid project. Um, I always start with Pinterest. I always go there and I type in my idea. I type in a keyword. I type in something about where my project is going. And I start from there. Typically, I'll create a Pinterest board with all of those different inspiration ideas. And then from there, I'll take it to another platform. So if I'm making a mood board, I likely um, will take all of those inspiration images and I'll either print them out and make a physical mood board in our studio. Um, we went to Joann's and got some cork board and then some fabric and just staple fabric to the the cork board and made these really beautiful um, large mood boards that I can pin images on literally not um, virtually on Pinterest, but literally have pens that I will cut out images and I will pin them on and I can see it's sitting on my desk. I can see that I like to do this per project um, or per photo shoot or per anything, honestly. I love visual aids. Again, this is why I'm talking about this today. Um, but what I will do from there, um, if I am not doing a physical mood board, is I will import them to Photoshop and I will do, um, I'll do a mood board on Photoshop or Canva. You can use Canva. Canva is so good for people who are not necessarily a designer and um, not necessarily know all the ins and outs of using a platform like Adobe. Um, Canva is 
amazing. Don't sleep on Canva. I did for a really long time because I thought, oh gosh, no, I'm just going to use Adobe. I'm a designer. I'm going to be fancy. Oh my gosh, Canva has saved me so much time. So I'd highly recommend looking at Canva. Um, on Canva, you can create mood boards. You can create design decks. You can create um, brand guides. You can create you can probably, I think you actually can create renderings. I've never done renderings on Canva, but I have heard that they have a handy dandy little tool if you upgrade your account to where you can take an image and you can cut out the background. Now I do this on Photoshop um, and I actually have a YouTube video showing how I do that. Um, it's on our YouTube channel. We're going to link it in the show notes so that you can go watch that and learn how to do that yourself. Um, but I have heard that you can do that on Canva. So if you are looking to um, save some money and save some time, I would highly recommend getting a free Canva account. And if you um, want to start doing those really fancy renderings, upgrade your Canva account to um, be able to cut out those images. You can also find images that have a cut background. And what I mean by cut background is, let's say you have a background, or let's say you have an image. Let's say you own a rental company, or you have a piece of furniture in your home that you want to create a rendering. So you wanna create a diagram of how you want your living room or your lounge to be set up. So I would recommend taking the picture in front of a white wall it's the easiest to cut out if you do it in front of a white wall and very minimal distractions behind because you want to focus on that piece. So I would find a white wall and go take a picture with your iPhone or search online. If you bought the piece from West Elm or whatnot, just take the product piece that you um, purchased that from. Um, and then you're going to drag it in to Photoshop. And again, I have a video for you to watch if you're a visual learner like myself. Um, but basically what you're going to do is you're going to cut out the white background so that there, all you have is the, the furniture piece. It is just like a little transparent background behind the, the furniture. And you can drag that into another backdrop like your living room or just another white canvas. Um, and you can drag that in and it has no backdrop around it. So that's what I mean by cutting. Again, platforms that you can use to create these different visual elements, like I said, is Pinterest, Canva, and then Adobe. I primarily use Photoshop for most of my visual aids. I'll also use Illustrator and InDesign depending on the project, um, but those are my go-to for creating um, visual aids. Okay, so now that we've talked about what it is, how to do it, where to do it, why should we create visual aids? This is the number one question I get all the time. Why do I need to spend time creating visual aids? Well, let's say that you are in a client meeting or like the example I gave with my husband and flowers, let's say that you want something specific. So you have a specific vision in your head. How are you gonna translate that to the people who are going to execute that vision? Or let's say that you are the designer on the project and your client has a specific image in their head and they want you to create that vision. How are you gonna figure out what that vision is and make sure they leave thrilled? Like they show up to the end project, like it's Joanna Gaines on Fixer Upper and you open up the little rolling thing of your old house and 
They see their home and they are ecstatic. What you're not necessarily seeing in those shows is that there's a lot of back and forth between the designer and the client. The client has a lot of say in what they want because at the end of the day, they're living in the home. And so while the designer has a lot of say because they are the designer and they're being hired on for that project, I mean, think about the first couple minutes of the show. The, Joanna is sitting down with the client and is showing them a visual aid because she is trying to set the expectation for what the home is going to look like. And at those points, that's when the client can say, actually, now that I'm seeing it, I don't know that that is what I'm thinking of, or I don't know that that's what I really want in my home. And so by providing those visual aids, you can clarify a lot of things before you spend a lot of money on materials or time or just pieces in general. And so the reason why we need to create visual aids for our clients and for our spouses or for any project is to help set expectations and guide you through the process. Let me say it again. This is to set expectations. It's to help the client understand that, hey, when we come on site to deliver this lounge in six months, this is exactly what you're getting. You're not going to get something else that you're not going to like. You get to see this on paper right now. You're seeing a digital copy of what your lounge is. And for sure, you could go into your warehouse or whatever, and you could go set that lounge up and have them come in and see it. That's another form of visual aid of a exact copy of what it's going to be. But that takes up a lot of time. And depending on the project, you probably don't have time to do that or have all of the pieces together to be able to do that for every single client. And so creating a digital um, visual aid helps clarify what you are doing as the designer um, and helps set that up for your clients. And so they can feel confident in booking with you or confident in moving forward with this project with you so that they know what they're going to get at the very end of this project. Now, another thing that you will get in turn by creating these visual aids is you're going to save a lot of time. Um, you're going to cut down on time on site. You're going to cut down on questions that um, maybe your client has because you've shown them what it's going to look like. They don't have to leave thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know what this project is going to look like. I have to ask all these questions. You're helping them visualize what that's going to look like. And if you have a team, it's going to help your team execute the vision to a T. Um, it's going to make sure that your team, let's say like us, you have a rental business. It's going to make sure your team on site, if it's not you, knows exactly what you talked about with the client in a visual term in the sense um, and help them deliver that expectation without having to call you every time they go on site. What we do is we will create renderings for our design clients and we will print out those renderings um, and put them on the clipboard or put them in the uh, collection of PDFs that our delivery crews get when they go on site. So they know exactly where the pillows are being placed on the sofa. They know where the flowers are going. They know where the rug, how the rug is tilted. They know to a T. And so for our guys who aren't necessarily design pros or don't really care about design, to be honest, um, they just rely on that visual rendering. And they know, okay, Kaylee created this. Kaylee worked with the client. She knows this is exactly what they want. So I'm going to do this exactly. 
before we started doing renderings for our clients, I would get calls all of the time. On Saturday at like 2 p.m. when I'm off and I'm, you know, playing tennis or whatever I do on Saturdays, I would get calls of, hey, um, can I FaceTime you real quick? I actually need to just see if this is what the lounge was supposed to look like. Or do you think this pillow should go here or this pillow should go here? And I would happily do it. But at some point it was like, oh my gosh, how do we, how do we either train the guys to have the eye that I have? Or how can we help them do that on site every single time? And renderings made the most sense. And so we started doing it. And once we started implementing that process, I don't get calls anymore. And the clients are thrilled and the pictures come back and they look exactly like we had talked about in the meetings. And so renderings or visual aids are so helpful in executing that vision that you, the designer, or the client has for anyone else who's touching the project. It also helps me refine the design. So the more that you're working on a project and the more that you're teetering around with pieces, the more time you spend on it, the better it's going to be. The more refined it's going to become. And so I've noticed that when I sit and I actually do a full out rendering, um, I see things differently than I thought in my head. And so I have the ability to think, oh, actually, you know what? This color palette would work better. Or actually, this rug is going to be a better complement to that couch or whatnot. This happened to me this week. I was creating a rendering um, for a big event that we're doing this week. And I originally in my head was like, okay, these rugs are going to work. These rugs are going to be what we're going to use because the colors work, the sizing works. It's going to be great. And then I spent about 30 to 45 minutes putting them all in to Photoshop and doing this really massive rendering. And I realized after I stopped and looked back, I was like, man, those rugs, they just they're just not quite right. They just are distracting and they're taking away from the, the statement pieces that I want. And I just, I don't think that they're going to work. And so I had time to sit there and think through, okay, what other rugs do we have? What other elements in our inventory can I pull out and use instead? And so I sat there and I tweaked it and I tweaked it and I tweaked it. And I finally got to the end product that oh my gosh, I really love this. And not only did this refine the design, it took me probably 15 more minutes on Photoshop, but had I made that decision on site, that would have been probably an hour to two more hours of work for me and for our delivery crew. They would have had to take off all the pieces, uh, all the chairs that go on top of the rugs. They would have had to roll the rugs back up they would have had to put them back in the trailer or the truck or whatever. And they would have had to drive them back to our warehouse. And they would have had to switch them out and do that process all over again. And then we would maybe get to the, the visual that I was hoping for or that we were thinking for for the event. So that would have been so much extra time. But by doing it online and by doing it in Photoshop, I was able to come to the best design possible. And I was able to save a bunch of work, a bunch of time. And I really think it's going to be really awesome. 
we'll find out tonight, actually. Um, and you can find out on our Instagram if you think that choice was good or not. But um, creating visual aids, it just, it really has changed my process. It's changed our team's process. Um, it makes our clients happier, honestly. They know exactly what they're getting um, and they can feel confident when they book us. And that's really what we're trying to do is we're just trying to make our clients happy. We're trying to make sure that they get exactly what they want um, and renderings and mood boards and design decks have gotten us to that place. Um, I've heard it said before that designers have this magical power. I don't know if I'm saying this wrong, but they have this magical ability to be able to see something in their head of what it's going to look like instead of what it currently looks like. And so our job as designers is to help other people see that vision. And that is done through visual aids. I can't think of another way that you'd be able to do that other than spending a lot of time of saying, okay, here's where this is going to go through words or just doing it. I've gotten to a bad habit of I have a vision in my head. And if I don't create a visual aid to help other people come alongside that vision, I end up just doing it. And then the project is kind of a dud because it's just me working on it. It's not other people adding their ideas into it as well. And so I like to think uh, of visual aids as the starting point of every project because I can then show either Cam or I can show Brooke or I can show John, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Is this kind of in line with what you think as well? And from there, we can evolve it and refine it and get it to the absolute best place it needs to be. Okay, I know this has been a lot, but... I want to give you a few rapid fire quick tips on how to create and master visual aids. So again, rapid fire here. The first is to practice, practice, practice. Just start. All you have to do is just start creating stuff. Um, I do this at home. I try to do it once a week just outside of work. Um, I will do this in either doing a physical mood board. I got back into that recently. So I've been doing that in like a little notebook and just based on the, um, the season. So this week I'm doing something on spring because spring is springing and, or spring has sprung. That's probably the correct term. Spring has sprung and I'm feeling it and I get really energized by spring. And so that's what I'm doing this week. Maybe that looks like for you, um, doing a, mood board for your wedding, or maybe it looks like doing a mood board for the next house project that you want to do. Or maybe it just looks like you collecting ideas um, and just looking at those ideas for inspiration. Whatever it is, just practice, just start. That's how I have gotten better at renderings is because I just practiced. Um, over quarantine, um, we didn't have a lot of design projects and I was really itching to learn to do renderings on another scale. And so what I did was I went on Zillow and I found houses that I was, I was thinking, I was looking at houses and I was like, oh man, I, I actually think that like, I saw this sofa the other day, this sofa would look really good in this house. And then I would start designing around these homes and I would start thinking through, um, okay, what elements would I add into this home design? And so I started practicing just designing random people's homes. 
Um, and then from there, I started creating renderings of those homes. I would download the image from Zillow and I would start layering in elements and practicing my rendering skills so that when we do have design clients come back or when we do do renderings, we are now, but when at that point I was like, I want to, I want to stay fresh. I want to stay sharp with my rendering skills. And so whatever that looks like for you, just practice. Um, okay. Next one. Give yourself a time limit when you're sourcing inspiration images. I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I get on Pinterest and I can spend hours on Pinterest. Honestly, I go in for one thing and then I'm just down this rabbit hole of, oh, that's really pretty. Okay, this leads me to the next thing and this leads me to the next thing. And then by the time I look up, it's been two hours. I am completely off the track that I originally intended to get on when I was going onto Pinterest. And so give yourself a time limit, set a timer for 30 minutes and source as many inspiration images as you can. And then from there, stop, click out of Pinterest, maybe walk away for a second and then go back into that inspiration board and then move forward. Do the next piece of the project. If you're just doing a Pinterest board as your visual aid, then move on to what you would do next. So maybe start sourcing pieces or maybe start contacting the client to schedule the meeting or whatever. Move out, move off of that step. If you are going to be doing a mood board in Canva, then get logged into Canva and start implementing those in. Don't just sit on Pinterest for hours because if you're like me, that can get very overwhelming and it can distract you from what you're trying to do. So set a time limit. Then what I want you to do is to invest in a software that will help you do what you need to do. This has been probably the biggest, biggest financial piece um, for us, but has also been the biggest source of um, excelling our design is by investing in Photoshop, investing in Adobe software and Creative Suite. Now, you may not be at a point where you can do this, but start with the other two. And then once you get further on down the road, then come back to this. This will help you master those techniques and master those visual aid skills, um, but not just sacrificing a software that's not giving you everything you need. Could be damaging to the process, could be damaging to um, your reputation if it's not to the level that you want to be producing that content. And so when you can, and when it makes sense for you to invest in software and then learn how to use that software. That's my next tip is to educate yourself on the software. YouTube is amazing. There are so many videos out there to help you do what you're trying to do. If you're not looking on YouTube, listen to podcasts. Um, if you aren't, um, if you have invested in Adobe Creative Suite, Adobe has Oh my gosh, they have so many resources and so many videos for each app that helps you do exactly what you need to do in that app. So really lean into those softwares and lean into um, learning those skills so that you're not wasting time per project. I did that a lot. I um, am the type of person that I don't like to read up on things. I like to just do and then learn while I'm doing and I honestly spent a lot of time just trying to figure things out 
when I probably could have watched the video, I probably could have not been so stubborn and I probably could have watched the video a couple years ago that helped me like really, really get good at what I'm doing and not necessarily take me two years to get to a point where I'm like, oh, I figured this out. Um, so invest in yourself and invest in educating yourself. That's what this whole podcast is about. So really lean into that. Okay. Do you feel like you can create a visual aid now? I've told you why you should. I've told you how to. I've told you what they are. Okay, your challenge for today. I know that Cam is really big into challenges, and so I wanted to throw that into this episode today. But your challenge today is to go create something. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter who it's for. But I want you to go and create something beautiful and exceptional and sit there and look at it and refine it and just be for a moment and create something. Maybe take one of these um, one of these types of visual aids and go run with that. Maybe go try out a new software. Maybe you list all the reasons why you should be creating visual aids and then you go start. I don't care what you do. I just want you to do something. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I sure have. Um, again, like I mentioned in the episode, I have created some visuals of how to do what I'm talking about in this episode. So click the show notes. And if you like this episode, I would love to hear from you. Um, I love doing things like this. And so if you liked this content, let us know because we truly want to be creating content that you um, are excited about and want to listen to. So let us know in the comments and we will be back next week. Thanks guys. Bye.